What's up, guys? Scotty Moe here. Just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up. We are having some difficulties with the new RTX artificial intelligence software we're using to cancel out background noise. So did my best to edit out peaking and things like that, but just wanted to let you know that you are still going to hear some things here and there. Wanted to apologize for it ahead of time. It is very new software that is still creepily learning how to uh, cancel out the background stuff, but just wanted to give you a heads up. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Welcome, one and all, to episode 40 of the Mega Vision Show, the companion podcast to the Mega Visions magazine. Today is June 28th, 2020. I am Scotty Moe, the managing editor of Mega Visions, and joining me this week is Graham and Graham. Hello, Graham. Hello there. How's it going? Good. It's just the two of us this week. Chris is off being Jeez. retired or something. I don't know what he does when he's not podcasting. <laughs> Maybe he's finally gone over to the other side to his other podcast. Uh, he said, "Screw I think you guys." Hmm? He's just busy. He's always busier than ever. Every yeah. time he uh, puts down puts down real work, he gets busier. Apparently, yep. so yeah. What a guy! Yep. Probably probably building a chicken house or probably like. busy buying more livestock. I would assume, yeah, or something. There's going to be cows next or something. I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, working on the Mega Barn or something. But yeah, so what have you been up to, Graham? Ooh, uh, what have I been up to? Generally working, you know, just doing work. Um, ah, I've got a Dreamcast update for you. Oh, yes. You ready for this? So, hot, hot yeah. Dreamcast update. Hot Dreamcast update. Uh, I need to wait and be patient. What? Um, basically, I... Um, so I emailed the guy. Um, mm -hmm. So what happened was I ordered two things. I ordered the Bluetooth controller and also the uh, daughter board, which uh, makes the Dreamcast uh, have Bluetooth built in and also changes the power supply unit. Um, and I ordered them at separate times, like a few days after each other, like three or four days after each other. And mm -hmm. the shipping, it sort of says, uh, can take up to 10 days um, for each item. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So maybe I'll wait a few like, I don't know, 15 days, considering I ordered um, separately. And I emailed the guy to actually say, I'm happy to have both orders come through at the same time because, you know, saving on packaging and whatnot. Right. Um, I thought it'd be nice to be easier. And he's yeah. like, that's cool. And it's been about 20-odd days or so. And I was like, I still haven't got anything. Uh, so I emailed him. And he's really good. He actually gets back quite quickly. Um, and he was like, oh, no, it takes like 10 days for each one to be made. So it'd take a total of tw oh. 20 days, basically, to be made. Uh, mm. I was like, oh, I did not realize that. I apologize. Uh, well, I sort of went, yep, I was doing my Brit typical British thing, apologizing for everything. Um, so, yeah, I apologize. Just didn't want to be sound like I was uh, being impatient or anything, but, you know, I uh, just wanted to check. And he's like, yeah, no worries. I'll, I'll let you know as soon as I've got a tracking order number and stuff. So 
yeah, I just need to be a bit more patient. But if it hasn't arrived in the next month or so, then I'll probably have to be like, hang on a minute, that's my head. But um, I've seen, I've seen, he's quite, he's a small website. He's like a one guy runs this website. And, but he's got good reviews and I've read other things about it. So other people are happy with what he's done. So uh, I trust him at the moment. So it's all good. Just need to, <laughs> just need to wait, you know. Yeah, one so of both of them have been made now, essentially. I hope so. He didn't actually specify if they had or not. So, mm. um, oh, also, it's being it's shipping from Greece. So, um, because of like the whole COVID situation, it, it could take longer to ship as well. He said, um, right. but he said he'll let me know as soon as he has a tracking number. So, yeah, I guess we'll we'll see. We'll wait and see. See ya. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. what you. Yeah, that's when I got the Dreamcast, the Dream Pie, and everything. That that's literally one dude making that stuff. And like I just caught him at the right time because he is sold out of the supplies that he needs now, and it's harder to get with COVID. But it's oh, very wow. much like yeah. you know, like the the servers for those things are held up by individual people. It's not just like Sega left the light on. So that that's yeah. all, you know, that small community and everything. So that's that's yeah. the price we pay for being retro fans. Exactly, but, and I'm happy to support these people because they are keeping. It's getting it's getting cliche now, but they are keeping the dream alive. Um, yeah, you know they they're enhancing it, they're making it better, they're making it more modern. So you know, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get my hands on it. It sounds fun, um, but we'll see. Yeah, a um, couple of other things that's happened. Uh, I watched another terrible movie the other day. Um, great on Disney Plus. I think it was I watched it on. Um, have you heard of Artemis Fowl? Uh, yeah, only because anytime I turn on anything that has anything related to Disney Plus, I get a ad for it thrown in my face, and it looks like he's trying <laughs> real hard to be like Spy Kids meets Harry Potter or something. Wow, yeah, uh, that's probably a very good sum up. Um, oh, it's I've I don't, not know, if, seen I don't it. know if you, I don't know if you know. It's based on actually based on a book series. There's like eight books or something. Okay. Um, I've not read the books, but I've read a description of the books after watching the movie, and the <laughs> books are very different <laughs> um, from the sounds of it. Um, like there's different, sounds like there's different characters in it entirely. So this first, I don't know if they're going to make more movies, but this movie doesn't seem to be like the books from what I've read. Um, mm. And I mean, here's the thing: the general storyline and the characters in the world, I think, are really cool. I think they're a really good idea. And the first, like half of the movie i was like this is a good movie i was like this is very entertaining visual effects were good a lot of the uh characters like they were actually quite fun um i like the as i say i like the world so it's kind of kind of kind of harry potter ish in that it's set in our in our world um but mm -hmm. there is also a magical world that we don't see every day mm -hmm. um artemis fowl and so there's two characters called artemis fowl there's the dad and the, and the son both called oh, artemis okay. fowl um and um basically the dad is like a archaeologist type type guy and he curates certain items from around the world um but it turns out that a lot of the items are actually of the magical kingdom and he kind of gets captured by this evil person and then artemis fowl jr basically kind of basically this evil magical person basically sort of threatens artemis fowl jr and sort of says get me this thing which is like this really powerful weapon type thing i can't remember what it's called um it's got like a weird magical name and yeah and then basically he has to uh, oh this is the thing his dad's always told him these fairy tale stories about the magical world as like you know bedtime stories but it turns out they're all true so when he finds out his dad's been kidnapped he sort of works it out that they're actually all true so he works out how to 
get in contact with the magical world and he sets it up so that he could get this this weapon key thing um but uh, that's that's a really bad ex- explanation of it but like it's really cool like what they show like the magical world and stuff but the main actor so like Artemis Fowl Jr. is meant to be 13 in the movie Okay. Um, I, I think the actor might be 15 or 16. I'm not sure. He looks a bit older than 13 to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is atrocious. He's like such <laughs> a bad actor. Like, oh my God. Like some of the, so I've got a couple of other kids actors in it. There's like this um, elf girl who is actually meant to be like 400 years old or something, but she's like a child, like in, in our, in our world, right. like the actor's a child. Um, and she's pretty good. She's actually surprisingly good. Um, you know, I, I, I always give child actors a little bit of leniency, you know, but yeah, the other kid, I don't know, he's just like, he's trying really hard, but he's just not good. And there's this other girl in it who I I assume is meant to be Artemis Fowl's, like, friend, but also, like, the niece of his bodyguard. His bodyguard's pretty cool, by the way. Um, like, a sort of big, this big black guy who's, like, really cool and tough. Um, he's kind of got this niece, and she comes in. They say, like, a, they show one training scene with her, like, beating the bodyguard guy, and she's, like, only 13 as well. Like, oh, this chick's cool. And then there's like another scene where she says like a couple of lines and then another scene where she's running away from this big monster. And that's always that she's in for the whole movie. I was like, why was she even in this movie? She does nothing, hmm. literally nothing. They just waste time. Um, and there's this whole other bit where things start to go wrong and you're kind of like, oh my God, like the world's going to explode or something, but it doesn't. Nothing actually bad happens with it. And I was just like, why was everyone panicking? Like, like there's this really big bit of people are panicking and running around all over the place and nothing bad really happened i was like i don't get it so yeah anyway the start of the movie was good i like the idea i like some of the characters but yeah wow um i feel like you'd need to watch it to uh, to actually understand what i'm talking about but maybe uh, it's it's got a 10 percent on rotten tomatoes and the audience oh, gives yeah. it a 20 percent. so it's pretty bad wow it looks like sounds like yeah yeah so yeah i guess i guess i'm not too controversial in my opinion there no we I remember Rachel saying she heard it's horrible because um, it keeps she's she's the big Disney fan and and that's okay. about it. But it's just it's I don't know it's weird. Yeah, wow, it looks very but, like if it if it didn't have Disney's name in front of it, it looks very generic and confusing. Just all the stuff we've seen because it very much looks like uh, you know the confused grandma would buy uh, what's it Percy and the something or others instead of Harry Potter mm-hmm. for her grandchildren probably. Mm-hmm. Forget Percy yeah. and the Lightning per- King, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, or something. Yeah, that sounds better than what I said. Yeah, uh, uh, something <laughs> like that. I've, I've not read those books. I've seen parts of that movie, uh, which seemed okay. I didn't think it was a terrible movie. That was better than Artemis Fowl. But from mm-hmm. what I saw of that movie, it's better than Artemis Fowl. So that's yeah. fine with um, me. I'm fine if Disney has some stinkers because it just reminds people they're not immortal and don't create solid gold every time. You know. Yeah. And, and although, speaking annoyingly, of solid gold, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, you were going to lead on to something else, weren't you? I was uh, just going to lead on to what you else, what else you have in the docket. That's true. Uh, let's move on because the thing I was going to say is off topic slightly, but to do with Disney. But let's oh move yeah, on. go. No, you can. I, I mean, whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll have to say it now because yeah. Um, uh, sometimes Disney makes really good stuff that just doesn't get credit and it goes unnoticed and bombs. Like, mm-hmm. uh, have you seen John Carter? Um, no, that I do remember that that exists because I thought it was a Terminator thing. 
Uh, wasn't oh, John okay. Carter like a caveman or something? Or am I thinking of something so else? So he's actually you kind of along the right lines. If you were just to see the screenshots or pictures, you would see you'd think he's a caveman because he's basically just wearing like a loincloth at points. Oh, okay. Um, he's actually um, from like I guess cowboy era. I think it's around the cowboy era time. Okay. Um, they basically get transported to Mars. Um, so. Yeah, and basically he's on Mars and he's caught in this war between these two sort of warring factions on Mars, basically. One's like a very alien-ish kind of race, like they, they're all green with like forearms and stuff. And there's this other race who look like humans. Um, but he kind of gets caught in this sort of war. But because he's from Earth, he's actually super strong on Mars because the Earth's gravity is stronger than Mars's gravity. So when he's on Mars, he can jump really high and stuff like because his muscles are used to Earth's gravity. Um so he's kind of like a superhero up there, basically. Um, but the the movie bombed. Like, they advertised it kind of poorly. Everyone sort of... They kind of tried to make it out like it's the new Star Wars, when it was nothing like Star Wars. Oh, and people were like, going, oh, it's a Star Wars, it's a Star Wars ripoff. The thing about this movie is, it's based on a book series, and the book series was written in, like, 1912. Like, oh, okay. 50 or 60 years before Star Wars even existed. Um, and I... I thought the movie. I I saw the movie. I ended up seeing the movie like on DVD, thinking I saw the trailers in the in the in the cinema. I was like, "This looks terrible." When it came on DVD, I finally watched it, and I was actually like, "That was really entertaining." I was like, "Oh my god, why did no one talk about this?" And a friend at work was like, "Yes, it's amazing." <laughs> like, so um, yeah, sometimes Disney makes really good stuff that no one bloody pays attention to. Because um, I would be really interested to see the rest of it because it, it, it does leave it on a cliffhanger because there's a whole series of books about it. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, the book's called uh, Princess of Mars, if anyone's interested in that. So it's a different okay. title for the book. But yeah. yeah the uh... guy who directed it has a killer um, film history. He did toy, he did every Toy Story. He did A Bug's Life, Monsters, mm. Inc., Finding Nemo, Wall-E. I don't know what Burn-E is. I guess that's a... Oh, that's a short for oh, all the people, things. And Finding Dory. Like, So he's done all the heavy hitters for Pixar, directed, mm. and then he did John Carter. So yeah. I don't know. And... Ch- try and check it out. I think it's on Disney Plus. I assume it's on Disney Plus. Uh, so, yeah. Have a look. Cool. If you hate it, let me know. But I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, do you want to do your segue onto the other thing I was going to talk about? Yeah. Speaking about? of solid gold and solid dumps, you played a game for the magazine coming, the next issue coming up, huh? Woohoo. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, I am reviewing Golden Axe Beast Rider, um, on, which is on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. I'm reviewing the Xbox 360 version because that's the one I've got. Um, and there's a little backstory to this. So, if you follow us on social media, you would have seen um, on Twitter that um, uh, Chris actually put out um, a tweet basically saying that uh, the first time I reviewed this game, I got death threats, mm. um, which is true. Um, basically, I reviewed the game when it first launched for Sega Nerds. Um, so Sega sent me a copy. I played the game uh, and reviewed it. And I gave it an average score. So, um, yeah, like, you know, five out of 10 or whatever. Um, or three out of five. But yeah. Set it as average, which was not a controversial opinion by any means. Like, most magazines gave it an average score. Um, some gave it really low, like a two out of 10. Uh, there was one place that actually gave it like a really high score, like a seven or an eight, because they loved it. Um, but yeah, generally, general consensus, very average subpar game. Um, the reason why, so a few people on Sega Nerds, the Sega Nerds forums got a bit annoyed at me was that I didn't actually finish the game before I reviewed it. Um, and I know it's very good practice for reviewers to actually try and finish a game. 
But the thing is, I got to the second to last level um, of that game and I had just had enough. And I was just thinking, if I haven't enjoyed a game for like nine hours or whatever, and the last hour is going to be amazing, I, don't, I still don't care. I don't think it, I don't think the last level is going to be enough to change my mind. If that makes Not sense. Not worth it. Like, yep. So yeah, I, just, I remember just getting to a point. I just kept. Uh, I got to a point. Where I got stuck. I just kept dying. I was like, I've just not enjoyed this game for the last, you know, few hours. I'm kind of over it. And and the time was pressing. Like the um, what do you call it? The embargo date was almost up. So I was like, I need to write this bloody thing, and then we can yeah. get a review out. So so that's what I did. I wrote the review, and people got annoyed on the forum. Some people complained because the thing is, they could actually see my gamer score because we used to share gamer scores out, and, like a gamer tags out, because there's a good community back then on Sega Nerd, especially um you know sharing game tags and stuff so some people actually mm-hmm. saw that i hadn't finished it because i hadn't got the final achievement um and and then one person actually emailed went out there like, to email me and oh, uh someone sent me a death threat which was not good uh... i to be honest i can't really i can't really remember it and i can't remember who sent it because most people use um pseudonyms anyway like um you know made up names yeah. um years, years ago insane clown posse uh murderer exactly or um so yeah it's kind of you know nothing obviously i'm still alive so nothing actually happened uh but it was it kind of freaked me out at the time because i never had that happen to me so i was a bit freaked out but generally yeah it was fine um got over it i think they might have got over it eventually um but yeah it's a bit of a weird one but anyway or, so or they I played am... the game and realized oh wait this is crap i was wrong <laughs> that could be it you know they must be a diehard golden axe fan and went oh okay yeah whatever um so yeah, I am reviewing it again for the magazine. Uh, going in with fresh eyes, I haven't touched it since I think it's two thousand eight. The game first came out or something, so I haven't sure. touched it since then. Um, and this time, I've actually sat down. I've played through the entire game from start to finish. Um, I've even recorded my entire gaming session. Um, I'm going to put it up as like a long play or mega play on our YouTube channel, I reckon, because um, we haven't we, we haven't really put many of those up. But I feel like. I can prove to those naysayers as well. I've actually played this game and finished it. I even mm. took screen grab of like the final achievement and stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah. Um, and I, if you like, I could sum it up in four words. If you sure. like. Um, better than I remember. Oh my. All right. There well, you don't even need to, if you can just stretch that out for four pages, uh, that'll be great for the magazine. Oh yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, uh, that, that's all I'm going to say for now. Uh, read the review, check out the review when it comes up to it, because, um, yeah, um, you don't know. That's maybe, maybe my mind has been changed. Maybe it's aged like a fine wine, or yeah. maybe it's still like a fine cheese that's aged really badly. I don't know. Well, um, I guess it's a fit golden axe. Wouldn't it be a fine mead or something? Mm-hmm. One of those Viking drinks? Mm, a fine golden mead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway yeah so that's me that's me baby Man. so uh what about you scotty mo what's been um, going on in your yeah world? per my usual insane life the only times i've played video games has been for streams so i Ooh. uh continued the knuckles adventure with knuckles in sonic 2 um surprisingly mm-hmm. enough i flew through that and got all the emeralds as well like with no cheats or anything just going oh, wow. straight through i screwed up on actually did i i don't remember um but i uh got and someone who was i forget i think it was caesar who was watching he's like if i recall uh the bonus levels are actually a lot easier for knuckles than they are for the other two and i'm like okay i i believe that because i'm i 
I don't remember as a kid ever getting all the emeralds for Sonic 2 and turning into Super Sonic. So I will take that. I will take what he says to heart um, because I didn't find it super challenging to get the emeralds as knuckles in those, you know, the half pipe um, uh, sort of bonus levels and stuff. Some would argue the best part of that game. Um, But so actually Mm. got through that quicker than I thought. uh, And then I just, since I was playing it through the Sonic Jam version, I just ran around in Sonic World for a little bit and showed some people some goofy stuff and did all that crazy 3D Sonic stuff. So that's fine, but we'll keep going through that each week, uh, a new game as Knuckles. Um, And then uh, Thursday, uh, Corey and I tested out a Dreamcast emulator kind of in preparation for the marathon, but we played through one of the campaigns in Vigilante 8 Second Offense, uh, that game, I remember it being okay. It has not aged well, and there were <laughs> definite like parts where we could not um, progress. Do you, uh, have you played that one at all, Graham? The second Vigilante I car think, combat game. I think I actually own it, and I think I played it once and then stopped okay. straight away from it. Yeah, um, it's um, it my shelf. The, it, it. it should have yeah, a silver or a white bus on the front. And um, it has uh, just a bunch of crazy characters, you know, dump truck, a big semi truck, uh, different like a buggy, uh, a couple of dudes mm. on a, a bike with a sidecar, things like that um, driving around. But in it, to make it a little bit different from other car combat games, you have three factions, and one of them are basically the bad guys. The other ones are kind of like the vigilantes, as, it, as the title depicts. And then the other ones are kind of uh, sort of the law, but not. I'm not sure how to explain it, but... So you have different mission objectives in each level, um, and the, for the enemy, for the bad guys, it's easy. It's just usually just like destroy these crates, blow up your enemies, and you know destroy this bridge or something. And but for other, for it, it's dependent upon. It has a co-op mode, which is cool. And growing up playing this game, I played the shit out of it with my one buddy who was the only one nearby that had a Dreamcast. But we would play it so much that we would like the game was notorious for just crashing during co-op mode, not any other mode besides co-op, um, to the point that I did actually email with my classic Hotmail account. I emailed Activision and asked them what was wrong, and the the short version of that is they basically said, we're not going to fix the game, but thank you for buying it. Uh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> But I, I did print out that email, and I have it saved, because uh, I'm cool like that. And uh, anyway... So suffice to say, I very much love this game, Um, but there was a part in it that was just broken as hell because you had to get this train into a station and to like a switch car thing and get it to stop. There was a bridge that it had to go over at one point, and one of the enemies kept starting and spawning on the bridge whenever the level would start, and he'd be stuck on there. And then the only way he would get up, he would just keep firing his gun or people would be firing at him. And then the bridge would blow up and then we could never get the train to where it needed to get to. So that was busted as hell. Um, but it was still goofy and fun. I still really liked it. Uh, I, I it There's a little bit of lag with the, with the Parsec that we were using. Uh, we were using Parsec with the emulator, but you kind of get used to it. Um, and then, you know, once we finished that, we played a little bit of Daytona and played a little bit of Crazy Taxi. Um, awesome. So I think it'll work all right for the marathon. We've still got to figure out some things to streamline, but I think it's better off than than having people watch other people play one game while like eight people sit there yeah. and wait for their turn. So um, we'll we'll figure out what, some kinks and things. Uh, yeah, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say what what emulator were you using? 
Uh, it's called Redream, and it actually works. Ah, well. yes. Yeah, I have not known about it. Uh, Kusanagi recommended Ooh. it to us, but it, I, it, it works kind of like its own program, and you can kind of load up the games, and it also mm. gives you four VMU save slots. Um, so it might be beneficial if we can find a way to like transfer those slots to people who like just as backup. I don't know. This is kind of this is kind of shop talk now, but we got to figure out a way so that mm. if one person's internet dies, that might be hosting Parsec, that somebody else can jump in and be like, "All right, I'll host now. Here's my VMU saves." Yeah. Although, really, the only thing you need VMU saves for the marathon would be like if we play Sonic Adventure and want to swap the characters around or um, for fighting games for unlocked characters or something. So might not even really matter, you know. Um, but uh, but that was cool. It was it was good to see that that was working. Um, it was kind of the, the Vigilante 8 ROM, though, that we had was really messed up because you couldn't, you didn't see the background at all on the menus, which is literally the aesthetic of the game. So it was just black, yeah. but with like one player, two player options, you know. And But the thing with it is like, on the mission select screen, it's a map of the country, and so you can't really... You have a little snippet, but you can't see where you're actually going on the map except for the line that it's drawing. But then when it would load the level, it gives you the the story for the character and then kind of describes the mission objective. So you just wouldn't get the story at all. I know I'm probably the only person that cares about the story in Vigilante 8, but, um, <laughs> but you would like... So we would just have to pause it and see our... our um, uh, what's it called? Uh, mission objectives, sorry, brain fart. Um, yeah. But that was f- still fun. It was still good. It was really cool to... Uh, and, and what we've been trying to do also is, you know, Thursday Night Throwdowns, we can't... Not a, every week is everyone available, so Corey and I kind of wanted to have a backup to have uh, co-op stuff that we can maybe go through so that we still have some people playing on Thursdays. So, um, But, um, yeah, other than that, uh, I'll mention real quick that I played Tetris 99 for the first time in weeks yesterday, and I got second place, which was insane to me. Uh, I was, like, not paying attention for half the match. Have you played... Uh, you have a Switch, right? I, I do. I didn't even realize this was a game. Tetris yeah. 99. Yeah, it's a free game. Ooh. It's it's Battle Royale Tetris, essentially, because oh. it's 100 people playing Tetris against each other. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it, I, can't I mean, it. Oh. it's just classic Tetris. It's fun. And I was kind of... I guess I just was in the zone and ended up getting second out of 100, which is the best I've ever done. And and then, like, the next day, which was yesterday, I played and got destroyed and got, like, 88th place or something. Um, but uh, it, it's cool. But And then uh, wow. one last thing I'll mention before we actually get into, like, further stuff is uh, I... Um, oh, shoot. I meant to get which issue it was. Let me check here real quick. But did you play the game... Um, Tanglewood, have you played that or heard of that, Graham? I probably heard. Yeah, yes. I uh, actually played it when the beta first came out before it was uh, finally released. I actually played that. Um, So I'm sure I'm sure it's changed it all, but it's a very good game. Like it's very different. I I really enjoyed what I played of it. I actually did. I'm pretty sure I backed the Kickstarter, but never got my award. I think I'm really Uh terrible with Kickstarter. I will back things and completely forget about it. Yeah, like for Shenmue 3, uh, I backed it and I forgot to submit my details, so my name is not in the credits. Woohoo! Oh no. Uh, yeah. And I was actually going to put Mega Visions Magazine as the credits name, because uh, that's what I normally do with my Kickstarter things. I just put Mega oh, Visions yeah, Magazine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Bit of uh, you know, guerrilla advertising going on there. Uh, but yeah, I completely forgot to miss that, but I did get my actual version of Shenmue 3. But the Tanglewood, I didn't. So either okay. my brain has gone mm. wrong and I thought i backed it but i must have missed it but what you not, might i do have own done, it on um 
Uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, I do own it on um, Steam now, I think. Uh, yeah, on my it's PC, on anyway. um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What you so might have done, I did buy it. That game was made... The coolest thing about this game is it was made on a Genesis dev kit, using the Genesis mm-hmm. hardware and everything. Um, and we actually interviewed the creator, Matt Phillips, in issue number eight of Megavisions. Um, and that was kind yeah. of where I heard of it. I, I completely missed the Kickstarter. Um, and so I... But I do remember that what you could do, uh, if you got the digital version or something, you could also get the ISO that would allow you to put it onto one of those Genesis. You know how you can buy Genesis carts that you can just put a game on, uh, essentially? Yeah. So you might have done that, cause you and you might have just like never paid attention to your download code or something. Um, I don't know. That's just maybe. But maybe. Uh, so, hmm. but, and I think, I'm trying to think. I think he mentions it in the interview that it was really cool because they actually did get physical copies of this made. That was one of the Kickstarter tiers and everything, but it was like him getting them made and just like, this was before, you know, even though it was only a couple of years ago, this was before people started really putting out physical Genesis, new old games again, some people will call them. Um, And so those were gone real quick, you know, even outside of the Kickstarter tiers. So I I was pretty bummed because I, I really wanted to have, I'm I'm now getting into this bad habit of wanting to own games that are arguably part of history uh, because I own, even though I own Night Trap on multiple things when I was at Too Many Games last year, Limited Runs Booth was there and they had the Switch version of Night Trap. And I was like, I already own, own this game technically twice on like on Vita and on PS4, but I want to own the Switch version because Nintendo said in court, that Night Trap would never appear on a Nintendo console, and now it is. <laughs> so so I feel like wow. that's like a part of history for me to own that, you know? Um, yeah. And the fact that this is a game that was made in 2018 on Genesis hardware, uh, or on a Genesis dev kit, I feel like, and we interviewed the, the creator, that I feel like I should own that, because I feel like that's a little part of history. Um but I was bummed to see that it was not able to you know, not able to find it. But now Megacat Studios, uh, shout outs to them. They're actually located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I'm from. They are producing physical versions of Tumble or Tanglewood again. Oh, so amazing! Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think. Let me actually. I'm going to bring it up here to double check if they are doing a. Um, let's see here, because I know for some of them, another cool one they just succeeded on Kickstarter is called Phantom Gear. Uh, people might know them for like Coffee Crisis and Bite the Bullet that just came out. Ah, uh, yeah. Does that uh, those sound familiar? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Coffee Crisis, I definitely remember. Um, yeah, um, Mega right Cat on. Studios. Yeah. Yeah, Mega Cat Studios. They let's find Tanglewood here. I wanted to see if there is a. Yeah, there's a Mega Drive version. The cartridge is still the American size, but there is a. But the the box art. Let's see if I can. I'll send this to you real quick, and you can shop through the different versions there. But they do have um, like so the, the different box art to make it look blue rather than red. Uh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to give you a quick update. Um, oh yes. This is how terrible I am with uh, Kickstarter and oh, how forgetful I get. So I just went to my Kickstarter profile. I went to my backed projects. Scrolled mm-hmm. down. Tanglewood is the very first project uh, I actually uh, backed. Uh-huh. Um, well, actually, no, technically it's not. Sorry, I just, I just realized there was a button to see view more. It's actually the fourth one I backed after Shemi 3, Summer of Sonic, Mega Visions, woohoo, um, which I backed, and 
um and um yeah then tanglewood uh and i went for the physical uh mega drive oh my game God. and yep. it is sitting on the shelf behind me oh my god you idiot Jesus I, Christ. I now remember <laughs> i now remember why i haven't played it because oh my god it's what a it's, I, 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 I sometimes get this, I'm not normally got an OCD thing, but I've got this weird OCD thing about this game is that it's got one of those beautiful, like little um, water, like, ha, ah, like all the holographics of uh, stickers, like over the, where the clamshell case opens. And mm-hmm. I like, I don't want to break that. So I've just kept it in perfect condition on my shelf. Oh, um, Lord. Yeah. And then I bought the Steam version so I can play it. <laughs> yeah. It's Incredible. terrible. Um, I don't normally do that with games, but for some reason, this game, I was like, this is a beautiful thing. It's a brand new Mega Drive game from 2017, I think it came out. I think it actually yeah, was made right and came day. out. Yeah. Uh, oh, it says 2018 on the back. I think the Kickstarter was 2017 then. So yeah, okay. the back says 2018. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I own the copy. So apologies. I own copy number 257, if this oh, nice. is correct. On it. So, nice, nice, nice. There we go. Um, to, uh, to, so maybe to I will buy, buy another physical one and just play the other physical one. That'd be great. <laughs> sure, <laughs> go for it. Um, and uh, and I'll I'll continue to uh, poke fun here because the last thing that we have on MegavisionsMag.com written about Tanglewood is written by you. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I mean, it's it's over yep. a year old, but yeah. But uh, I did I Ooh. streamed I did stream the game and um, Big Evil Corporation is what the the dev company is um that made the game they were actually watching us for a little bit so it was pretty cool to have that and everything so i definitely yeah. recommend checking it out because it's the the soundtrack is good which i think they're getting a vinyl release of that soon um Ooh. but it's i will i will forewarn people uh that it does require a little bit of patience because it uh, some of the levels are um uh you have a little buddy oh shoot what's it called like a protection level or whatever. Uh, do you know the term is I'm looking for? Like most of Resident Evil 4, essentially, when Ashley's running around like an idiot. Um, oh, God, yeah. Um, uh, not an assist mission. I can't remember it all now. Uh, I, I, know what, what, I know what you're thinking of, but I can't think of what yeah, it is. Yeah, everyone like, is screaming at their their phones and their computers right now that we can't think of this term. Um, Resident Evil 4, Ashley, mission gameplay type let's see if that gets anything here uh nope not really uh escort mission that's it ha that's the one got it yep okay yeah some of the some of the levels in it are that but it's still very cool it's you are i we should probably describe the game you're a little fox and you're in a forest (laughs) and you're trying to get away from this like giant nightmarish creature that can kill you in one hit essentially and you do little puzzles to get through it's a platformer as well um but it's very very cool uh tanglewood and yeah if you look at issue number eight or if you have that or got it digitally you can check out our interview with the creator um yeah but uh, which is pretty cool, uh, and that's really. Oh, we watched the movie Clue last night. You ever see that one? Based off the board game with Tim I Curry. Love, I love Clue. Yeah, I love Clue so much. Uh, yeah, we we saw Knives Out, and Rachel really, really, really liked it, and she had never seen Clue. And I was like, oh, we gotta watch Clue. And I was like, what'd you think? She's like, it's kind of all over the place. I'm like, I think you would have liked it more if you saw it before oh, Knives Out. Um, oh, but wow. uh, she still enjoyed it. Uh, but it was um, knives oh, out so very funny. much hands very much 
feeds you from the hand. Like it, it very, it guides you through everything. But Clue uh, okay. is more about being ridiculous. I think yeah. it's, it's funnier. And I I completely forgot yeah. about the dumbest last line in the movie where the guy who at one point uh, says that he's gay, but at the end of the whole thing, um, <laughs> I won't I won't give incredible spoilers for it because there's actually multiple endings. That's all I'll say. But then at the end, he just he just announces, "I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> dumbest thing in the whole movie, but it's hilarious it's to so me. So good. Oh, I love that movie so much, and it yeah. does keep you guessing throughout as well. Like, yep. really, you're like, you're like, it could be any of them. Oh my god, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so good. I might uh, try to find a clip of that to throw at the end of this episode or something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's good. I think it, it was on. Um, oh, we watched it on Amazon Prime. That's what it's on right now. Oh, yeah. okay. So. Uh, see if it's in the UK because I know Amazon sometimes has different ones over here. Yeah, to what you guys have. Uh, I can check right now. Apparently, Paramount yeah. Pictures even has their own freaking app now. So, oh, oh god, every this is this is what I'm worried about. It's going to be like everywhere. Like, yeah, every 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 major studio is going to have their own thing. Um, okay, on on Amazon in the UK. You have to buy it, basically. Um, oh, okay. Either rent it or buy it. It's not available with Prime, unfortunately. Huh. Uh, it's be, oh, well. Weird. Uh, yeah. I will happily pay £5.99 for the uh, HD version. Yeah, I you should know? probably own it. I Honestly, I should really I, buy I do that have, movie. I do have it on DVD somewhere, but nice. you know, that ain't the way of no one's going to have a DVD player for soon. So may, may as well get a digital version. Who knows? Well, DVD will still work, work yeah. on Blu-ray players. That's true, but you know, with the you know P- the PS5 Slim or whatever, and the Xbox Series S or whatever it's going to be, uh, with the no disc drive, mm-hmm. who right. knows? I don't know. Maybe, it'll probably take another ten years, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The Series S, the Series X, XS. I don't know the Series Y, Model <laughs> Y two point five. Uh, anyway. Um. Yeah, that's all we've done. So we'll hop it on over to ye old mail sack. Twitter, nothing. Instagram, some weirdo named Baron von Powell asks, "What one Sega <laughs> franchise do you think is the worst in the company's entire portfolio?" Ooh. Um, I didn't actually. Nothing jumps out at me. Nothing like there's no. I don't have a gut answer for this really so i couldn't tell you right away yeah the, that's the, the thing one, is you got to think of like okay what has sega not touched what 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 games have come out that's not aliens or sonic or total war or um yakuza you know so it's something yeah. like that uh and you would think after oh, that wow. recent survey we'd be able to figure something out here let's see are, are we talk, when we say franchises are we talking ones that have more than one game or can, like, can they just be one game on their own or people will argue that one game equals a franchise and i don't think it does mm. um so okay thing. oh boy all right here i found a list um i'll shoot oh, that okay. to you there's a ton on here though I, like i don't know what love and barry is and apparently monaco oh, gp huh Love and Bear is that on the Nintendo DS? Um, it's a collectible card game. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's an it's in the arcades. I actually played that at uh, an event in London one year. Uh, um, Love and Berry dress up yeah. and dance. Yeah, it was surprisingly fun. 
um for what it was and you get you actually get these physical cards from the machine and stuff like it's oh a, that's cool it's kind of like a cool card collecting game it was, it was fun and at the event they they actually handed out a ton of cards so you can the cards from memory the cards do things like you get new costumes hmm. and different things and it was surprisingly enjoyable uh yeah <laughs> are um, you sure but yeah it's it's like it's not something i think everyone would enjoy but mm-hmm. It, it was kind of like um oh Hatsune Miku Hats, Hatsune Miku oh no Hatsune, Hatsune Miku. Miku but bef- like not the same at all either they like it's kind of like that kind of thing <laughs> where only certain people would probably like that game um uh so yeah me me comparing it to Hatsune Miku is probably not the best thing actually okay. that's probably a terrible comparison it's nothing like that but but the style okay the style the art style and the characters are very similar to that that's what I'm thinking of if that makes sense okay. It yeah. Might anyway. be, oh no, that's straight up Sega. I was gonna say it might be by Compile, or uh, what the hell's their name? I forget. Krypton is who does. Uh, Krypton Future Media does the Project Diva games, the Hatsune Miku games. I like uh, okay. those. Those are rhythm games that I can play, and some songs are super catchy. And the fact that it's all fan made stuff is really incredible. So that's kind of what got me yeah. into Hatsune Miku. But I don't see anything on here that I really despise. Um, because unfortunately, what? some of them it's like I wish they would do something else with these games. Um, okay, what about uh franchises that you think are overrated? Like, you, you think, yes, it's a good game, but wow, not that good, sort of thing, you know? Uh, they could maybe like I don't care about real time strategy games, so honestly, if any of those stopped happening, I wouldn't care. Um, mm-hmm. like the Company of Heroes warhammer oh we haven't had one of those in a while i don't think or have we 40k things i'm not even sure uh like the total war and stuff yeah i don't i don't really care about total war either so they could just disappear uh okay (laughs) yeah Yeah. i don't know because the other most of this other stuff i do enjoy to some extent or just haven't had much experience with really um yeah I wish that they would make an actual Crazy Taxi sequel rather than making a numb, another sh- shitty Endless Runner or something. Oh, God, yeah. that's <laughs> That thing was bad. I reviewed that yeah, last I... one, the Endless Runner Crazy Taxi thing, and the only redeeming part of it was that you could put your own music into it. Wow, yeah. But they did another one as well, just after that, where you have to tap the screen. Like, oh, it's do you just remember a that one? clicker. So yeah so like yeah things would appear on the screen and you tap it and then the car would drive to it and pick up things that's exciting from memory I, it was just yeah it was, it was one of those games that holds your attention for like five minutes like oh this is fun and then mm-hmm. the the kettle boils you go oh make a cup of tea and you put it down and walk off um and never pick it up again sort of thing like like if you're stuck at a train station like waiting for a train for 10 minutes you could play it to distract you but it's not one of those games you're like i've got to play this game and keep playing it and stuff Mm-hmm. Um, like if you sadly. deleted it from your phone accidentally, you wouldn't you you wouldn't remember it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> yeah. There's none that I like um, hate really because there's just there's more games that I wish they'd bring back than they would stop making. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe take more time with Sonic stuff, but they they say they are. So we'll see. I guess. Um, yeah. I I think from the list that we've got. And this is controversial because I know loads of people love it. Uh, the Puyo Puyo games. Um, I'm just not a huge. I'm not huge into those sort of puzzle games. Mm-hmm. Like 
um like for tetris i enjoyed tetris back in the day um columns on the game gear there's a game there's actually a four-in-one game pack that had a, a special version of columns which is unlike the other normal versions of columns i really enjoyed that and then i kind of thought columns was okay but that's mm-hmm. it and then since then since over the years i'm just like these aren't like these games aren't for me so mm-hmm. put your and stuff i think they're fine for what they are but yeah like you with the total war and stuff if they disappeared i genuinely wouldn't care but i don't hate them like i i, I if someone gave me one to play i'd happily sit there and play it for a bit but yeah i don't know um Poyo Poyo Tetris yeah. is cool. I do. I I dig the Poyo Poyo games, even though I don't understand the patterns or the 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 strategy you you have to do in it, like the waterfall technique and other crap. Um, but Poyo Poyo and Tetris together, it was such a crazy idea. I I like puzzle games, so um, obviously mm. different opinion. But the Poyo Poyo Tetris is really cool to the point that I did import it. And that was before it was announced wow. for America, so I have two versions of it. Uh, wow! Whoa, yeah. Well, it was at, at one point <laughs> it was really hard to get um, the PS4 version, and I think it's on Vita as well. Um, and I I remember reviewing it, and it had a story that just did not need to be there, and it was hard <laughs> to get through the campaign of a puzzle game. Surprisingly, um, yeah. I mean, the, like, the game itself was not challenging, but I would just sit through, and I'm just like, I got to sit through this because I got to talk about it in this review. I don't care what any of these characters are talking Like, it could be a Saturday morning cartoon, uh, which that term is dated now, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was just c- crazy how in-depth and unnecessarily character-driven it was. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's hop on over to the old Discord. Um, Ichabod mm-hmm. Brain asks, did you fill out the survey? What questions did you answer, and how do you answer them? Uh, we're kind of going to yeah, get wow. into that, so I guess we could sort of hold off on that question for now, because um, yep. that is yep. going to be one of the things we talk about as Sega released this giant survey uh, about a lot of things, um, gauging interest again. And um, mm-hmm. so we'll kind of skip over that for now, because we'll get to it in a bit. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Then Mr. Haru asks, what's a game soundtrack you can listen to repeatedly outside of the game being played? Graham, do you have one? I do. Um, I was going to ask you first, though. What, what about you? Have you got oh, one to hand, or sh- yeah, do you want me to uh, do? Sonic R. <laughs> okay, wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. Easy. easy. I, I've said multiple times on streams and podcasts that, like, the three, before I was really buying actual music CDs, the three CDs that rotated in my cool Sony Discman was um, the Sonic R Sega Saturn disc, uh, the Sonic 3D Blast game disc. Oh, I guess four technically, because also Sonic CD and then Nights in a Dreams. Hmm. So, because they all have very good soundtracks. I I know the yeah. Sonic CD soundtrack better than I know that game, because I never had oh, wow. a CD, a Sega CD, until two years ago. And actually, I played the first time I played Sonic CD and played it through was on a PC with keyboard. It was horrible, probably, but I did it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So but um, all, all those for sure. Cool. So for me, the the one that automatically jumps to my mind is Snowball Kids on oh. 64. All right. The first one. Not the second one. The first one. I still think the second one's not as good. Um, in fact, oh, in fact, that's actually one of the games I played this week, which I was going to give you an update on, but never mind. We've gone past that. But um, yeah. <laughs> all so, right. 
Um, I, I'll give an update next week. It's fine. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Snow, Snowball Kids one. Um, I love that soundtrack to that game. Like, I think it helps make the game what it is. Like, I think the game is good on its own anyway. Like, good solid gameplay. I love the tracks and levels. But something about the music that goes with it is so bloody good. And I will happily just sit there and listen to that music. Like, I do genuinely, sometimes during work or whatever, like if I was one of the, don't really want to listen to actually singing music, I put on a Snowball Kid soundtrack and, you know, hum away to it. It's brilliant. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, so that that's immediate. There's plenty of other games out there that I do love the soundtracks too, and I will happily hum along to the songs or whatever. And, you know, the Sonic games all have amazing soundtracks. Like, right I think on. out of... Even, even modern Sonic games, I think, have very, very good soundtracks. And I think it's one of the things that's remained consistent for Sonic. But I don't know. Yeah. The, the Snowball just, yeah, brilliant. You, you mentioned yeah. Sonic, and it grew on me. But uh, the, meme, the theme song from Sonic Forces, Fist Bump, I thought was the dumbest thing in the world when I first heard it. But it kind of grew on me. Um, <laughs> even though they do say it, they say give a fist bump or something in the lyrics. I forget. It's bad. You don't listen to Sonic songs through the lyrics. That's for damn sure. Because yeah. <laughs> it's uh, just, to be honest, I actually yeah, can't remember the doing before. this thing, something about running fast, you know. <laughs> it's usually how they go. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I'm going to send oh, you oh, a link to this Hyper Potions who did some Sonic Mania music. Um, they did a cover okay. of a Snowboard Kids song, so you might dig Ooh, that. Ooh, okay. Yeah, uh, what absolutely. Were you, what were yeah. you going to say though? I was, I was going to say, um, so on that Sonic Forces thing, I, mm-hmm. when Sonic Adventure first came out, the opening sound, the music to that oh, blew yeah. my mind. I was just like, "Holy shit, this is the best game ever!" Like, mm-hmm. um, I dug that so much. I was like, "This is this oh. is awesome. We made it, guys. It's the future." Yeah, we did it. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I might have to change my answer because I forgot that was the first thing. Maybe not the first. That was like the second thing I ever imported was the Sonic Adventure soundtrack, and Ooh. I actually have it signed by, um, oh shit, what the hell's his name now? Oh my god, who is half of Crush Forty that is not the singer? Oh, oh, Jensenoy. Um, oh yeah, okay, yeah, wow. Yeah, Jensenoy. That's one of my favorite Magfest experiences. Was he, they? It was their first time playing in America to a public crowd as they did some Sonic Adventure. Wow. Uh, just sonic music and then after that they were yeah. signing stuff so i had my my soundtrack and i brought it with me to get it signed by them That's um cool but uh it, it was yeah. crush 40 minus um the singer i forget his name again jesus but um, Jun Sinoy, uh yeah i had it i had it when you first mentioned them and my brain is now just having a massive brain fart oh god i don't remember um he's in he oh, has his own band called hardline um, yeah. uh, uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny, uh, G- 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 something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do, do you know what's, do you know what's very strange? Hmm. Um, I, I like lots of different bands. I like lots of different genres of music. I don't really see many though. I've seen a few bands live hmm. crush 40. I've seen like four or five times now, I think oh. like just through like, just through like summer of Sonic and stuff. Well, like, yeah. I was going to say you have summer of Sonic really like over there. Times. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen Jun uh, Jun play like four or five times now. I think okay. just from various events. But yeah, I've seen Crush Forty like three times or so from from Son of Sonic. Um, right, it's just really weird to think that like they played 
a full set and stuff, you know, uh, a good I hour's mean, worth of at least. That's not too weird because if I lived in California, which is on literally the other side of the country, they've had Sonic Boom and other things that Crush 40s played at. So it mm. would be like if they were always near me, but they're just not anywhere near me in this country ever playing. Yeah, so that's so not totally out of the ordinary. It, it, I, I did see johnny play at magfest one year where it was just him singing to tracks so that's kind of lame but so what he does is brings kids on stage and calls them calls then he dubs it crush 20 and a half or something uh <laughs> crush and crush 20 somethings which and they just get up on stage and do air instruments which is fun um that's pretty fun yeah so i thought that was cool from like an entertainer standpoint but uh um, yeah no it and on it, it this is I'm gonna sound like such a fucking hipster right now, but it pissed me off when they released the vinyl versions of the Sonic Adventure soundtrack because I was like, dude, go buy this thing that I already own because it has like 80 tracks on it, whereas the vinyl has like 30. Whoa. Like you know, get get this, go go buy this yeah. thing. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's that's a good question though. Um, so that does it for the listener questions. We're gonna zip it on back up and have a restroom break. Is that all right with you? Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to be quick. All right, and we're going to toss it over to Graham in the streets, the tele, the mega tele, mega, mega telegram newsstand something or other. What's, What's happening on the field, Graham? Extra, extra, read all about it. Uh, yeah, so, oh, sorry, I, I, terrible, let's, let's forget that happened. Uh, yeah, so time for the Mega Telegram, or Graham, mm-hmm. or Newsstand, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, it so, I don't know if you heard this, Scotty, good news! Huh. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie is coming back to theatres nationwide yeah. uh, in God. America. Um, so yeah, apparently beginning on 17th of uh, July, uh, Sonic, Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog movie, including... Several other classic movies, such as the Lord of the Rings trilogy, will make their way back. And then my house lost power. Isn't that exciting? As if we weren't having enough problems already. All right, let's get back to the show. And then the power went out on one half of the room, or house. And so I went down there screaming, and not screaming, but just dropping F-bombs <laughs> up the right. Because it's like, this should not be happening as regularly. Like, we can't run the washer and dryer at the same time in this stupid duplex that we live in and i'm just like this is fucking great probably lost the recording um honestly i'd be more i'm not mad about the recording being lost because that's whatever i'm more upset that my multi-hundred dollar computer keeps getting shut down the wrong way you know oh yeah so that's not fun but so i'm walking back up i'm like you know what i'm getting a beer i don't care anymore and so here i am (laughs) almost 3 p.m on a sunday with a fucking cracking one open with the boys and oh yeah it's just like it's dumb sorry everyone for that asmr of me slurping but we still got the recording <laughs> if you're ready we can Wee-hee. jump back into hearing about how the fucking gutter trash sonic movie is coming back to theaters and somehow still cool oh. rachel and i are the only ones that think it's a piece of shit but let's hear about regal cinemas <laughs> wow okay so uh yeah Sonic, Sonic movie's going back to Regal, um, and you don't like it. Uh, this is the first I've heard of this. You no, don't like it. I didn't think it. We didn't think it was great. Uh, mm. We actually saw it a second time because we saw it opening day, which was Valentine's Day, 
and like everybody's okay. like, this is great, this is awesome, this is a fun family movie, and I'm just like, I'm I'm glad he only flossed twice or something, and I'm just like, I don't understand. Like you could have put any other character in that movie, and it would have been the exact same movie. Jim Carrey phoned it in, which was okay. Uh, I like Ben Schwartz. I actually learned more about Ben Schwartz after all all his like shit that he was doing around this movie and stuff, and I like him actually more now. But uh, Wait, we didn't think we, we didn't think that he did the voice of Sonic. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, we just didn't think it was that great. Like we thought it was just another CG buddy film, and didn't understand why everyone's like, "This is it. This is uh, record-breaking numbers." And 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 I got a lot of shit for it um, when I said I didn't really like that much on the podcast, and I don't really care that people don't understand why I don't like it. I don't think it's good. But if it's a positive thing for Sonic, then so be it. Um, it didn't feel like a Sonic movie till the credits rolled. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So wow. Okay. That's I just didn't um, didn't care for it. Okay, that's uh, yeah, you know, no, you can't please everyone. Uh, I genuinely thought it was a very fun movie when I saw it. Um, I mm-hmm. downloaded it when it became digitally available because I didn't see it in the cinema. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah I really liked it so i'm i'm looking forward to this this uh this news it, but, it was yeah, it was just jarring on. to see that picture of like sonic next to like lord of the rings and um jaws and like these classic films like literal by definition classic films and then and then there was sonic and then also someone pointed out oh and beauty and the beast is here for some reason <laughs> <laughs> the live action beauty I, and the beast see i kind of enjoy I, enjoy I enjoyed those little touches and stuff i thought they were kind of funny and humorous but uh yeah, yeah. okay you're not I a did fan. legit laugh at when he popped on the front of one of Robotnik's drones and was like, "Welcome back to my live stream." I'm like, "Oh god damn it, that's kind of funny." But, <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, it's I, I, I hate I that. Way. Didn't get it. What's I, that? I, I do hate it when like you're watching a TV show that you hate or a movie that you're just not enjoying, and something genuinely funny does happen, oh, or something yeah. that you think is quite clever, you're like. Damn it, I quite like that, but I hate this movie. <laughs> like, yeah, you're like, yeah. and the one, yeah, uh, Jim Carrey line I did enjoy was, uh, "Rub that in my orphan face, why don't you?" <laughs> no big deal. Uh, so this okay. is coming to yeah. actual theaters or something. Yeah, going back to theaters, uh, well, Regal Cinemas, uh, from the sounds of it. So, don't know if it's coming back to anything else. I haven't heard anything in the UK. I tried to do a quick Google search, but didn't hear any, see anything. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Maybe more cinemas will bring it back because it was one of those movies that, uh, like, kind of got cut off because of the COVID. Um, right. I mean, it did get some cinema time, which was good, but I, uh, I know there are other movies which like had like two days or something ridiculous. But, yeah, it was um, a lot. We'll the, it was a lot of people's last movie they saw in a physical theater. So, for uh, yeah, for 2020. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at the picture now. It says, uh, "Enjoy these great bringbacks at Regal." It's got Inception, Bohemian Rhapsody. All three Lord of the Rings movies, Iron Man 1, Jaws, Interstellar, and then Beauty and the Beast and Sonic, which uh, Bohemian wow. Rhapsody, even if you don't like Queen, is a great movie. Like, um, Oh, uh, yes. What's, yeah, what's, uh, what's his name that is who plays Freddie Mercury? I forget. Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, he, he just, I can picture on. him. I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember his name now. Uh, yeah, he's brilliant. Um, he's, he plays the Pharaoh guy in Night at the Museum. And he's in other movies, but that's that's what well, I just remember him from. And he's in Until um, Dawn. The, the video game, he's in the video game Until Dawn as well. 
No, I didn't know that. Okay. Robbie something. Uh, oh. Is that his name? Oh, we have to. Uh, Damn it. I'm good. Why? Oh, Rami Malek. Yeah. Rami Malek. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. Brilliant. Yeah, really good. Really good. Um, <laughs> so that's happening. Do you, that movie, okay, here's the thing. I'm English. I do, I'm not going to say I'm like a massive Queen fan, but I do really like their music. I've got like their albums on vinyl and stuff, mm-hmm. um, like Queen Greatest Hits and stuff on vinyl. And if if you can gauge, use that as a gauge of how much I like them, I guess. Um, um, you know, I, I don't just listen to them on Spotify. I have actually bought a physical thing, but I'm not, I'm not a massive, massive fan. Like I don't know everything about them. But yeah, when I saw the movie, I didn't realize that his family was from, uh, I'm going to get this wrong now, Pakistan, I think. Like, I think so. Because that comes up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in the, I don't know if this is true in real life, but yeah, in, in, the, in the movie, there's a couple of like racial slurs used against him. And I was just sitting there going, I had no idea. Like, because I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I, just, I just never, I just never realized that. It's a... I didn't like, know, not, not... yeah, anything about his actual background. Um, yeah, but uh, other than him basically dealing with a life of ridicule, though, because it was just the time when definitely not, um, you know, homosexuality was was mm-hmm. not not even just frowned upon, but like like fearful, like it was a disease and stuff. Um, yeah. So I think they I think they portrayed just everything in that movie really really well, uh, and and I do remember something funny about. Um, some behind the scenes stuff was they, you know, were making the mold of Freddie Mercury's teeth for, uh, oh, yeah. for, for Rami. And they made them to life size of Freddie Mercury's teeth, but those could not fit in his mouth. So they actually had to make oh, them smaller. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He had huge teeth. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but it was really cool. And I guess another fun thing is the first thing that they filmed for that entire movie was actually the concert that they do at the end oh wow <laughs> yeah so basically to try to make or break like all right we're gonna see if you're you're made for this role or not like right now so here we go you know yeah that's a great audition just step through this door and go uh... yeah crazy <laughs> but uh wow. very good movie really? though definitely yeah really one of the good. best music related movies i've seen uh it's it's up yeah. there with like that thing you do and stuff i, I think, haven't so. seen that i have to admit that's a fun yeah. one although Bohemian Rhapsody does have quite a few errors in time. Like a lot of things did happen, but they were like out of sync. Like there's, uh, they've mm. actually said, said there's some timing issues, like when things were announced or when songs were played and stuff. But uh, it's, it's still a very fun movie, very entertaining and actually pretty good looking to his life. Cause a lot of stuff is real. Most of his personal life was real and stuff. Um, so yeah, quite interesting. Uh, yeah. How did we get onto that? Oh yeah. Sonic uh, Hedgehog movie. Sonic movie. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, out of all those movies you listed, I would still like to see Sonic the Hedgehog movie as one of those ones. Like Bohemian Rhapsody, yes. And Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I've seen Lord of the Rings so many times and most, and I love Jaws, but I don't need to see that in the cinema again. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Sonic the Hedgehog for me personally would be one of those movies I would want to watch. Um, you know, I just want to watch Inception again now too. Oh, see, see, okay. Here's a controversial thing. I did not enjoy Inception. I thought that was that's fine. Tripe. Like it was. I I liked the idea in general. I thought the special effects were amazing. The acting mm-hmm. obviously was solid because it's got like some fantastic actors in it. Just uh, yeah, well, I wasn't a big fan. I sort of came out going, yeah, I yeah, it's fine. Like it's not it's not terrible. Like I I will watch it. I've seen it a couple of times, but I'm just like. Yeah, I don't not like that movies that are open ended. Do you not like that? I 
don't mind movies like that. Okay. I just I, I know more... some, like I know people that generally think almost the exact same way I do, but they hate that movie because it ends open ended. I'm like, that's why it's great. Yeah. I love when things are open to interpretation <laughs> and don't spell it all out for the viewer. Yeah. So I think yeah, I, I do like it depends on the movie, to be honest. That that didn't mm-hmm. bother me about that movie at all. Like the fact that it has open ended didn't really bother me. Um I get annoyed at certain movies which try to be intelligent and sci-fi, like especially sci-fi oh, yeah. movies try to be really intelligent, but they have flaws in their logic, and that really that gets on my nerves. Like it really grates uh, on me. Um, I could not, so there's I... certain things in that movie that just kind of like I was like, does that really work considering the 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 law that you've set out? You know the, right. the like yeah. So things like that kind of bug me, and then I'm like sitting there going. I don't think that would happen. Now I, don't, I feel like now I don't believe this movie. If that makes sense, like <laughs> if if, if and that sounds really stupid, but certain movies no, like which are like that... sci-fi, like I don't know Star Wars or Star Trek, for example. Oh, well, generally they don't really have many massive plot holes. And I'm like watching, they go, "Yeah, I could believe this is a thing." And then if there's a big plot hole, I'm like, "Yeah, the, yeah, work? no, I completely understand that." And it's not stupid because it's um, I'm I'm a fan of M Night Shyamalan's films, and mm-hmm. he um. Uh, the movie, uh, The Happening, uh, where uh, have you seen that one? I try to remember now. Where which what happens in that people one? just start killing themselves for no reason, like actual suicidal stuff. Uh, and okay, no, I haven't seen that one. Zoe Dejanel and uh, Mark Wahlberg in it. Um, okay. The man, I oh, is, it, sp- it, hmm? is it got things to do with plants or something or trees? Yes. yes. I've heard of this, and okay. there's one bit so. What like, it? What the, the? I mean, it's an okay movie. It's not one of his best, but part of the twist is the plants are uh, excreting um, serotonin uh, and giving people too much of it, if I remember correctly. So, mind you, I saw this as I was working on my psychology degree, and I'm like, <laughs> that's not how that works. There is a chemical in our brains that tells us, and it, it does have to do with serotonin, that or it is serotonin that prevents us from doing like it it's the thing that in our brain cues us to know oh i can't go outside naked i have to put clothes on because that is society except that is accepted by society like so that's there's not something in our brains that's just preventing ourselves from killing ourselves at any woken moment (laughs) that's not how that works and like when that was the reveal i'm like are you fucking you're lying to us right now that like that's not even half true <laughs> like and so i'm like i'm gonna keep watching this because somehow this isn't even the twist yet but it just it made me so mad because that's what i was studying in school and i'm like up here like i do i need to like find this guy and tell him what's wrong with this movie because that's just factually not correct <laughs> like oh, wow, it that's... really bothered me so it's weird. yeah that that would actually really annoy me. <laughs> it just it's didn't like funny. it just didn't I couldn't like from then on out I was just like, oh, all right, I'll just accept this as fan fiction or something, you know? Or or whatever. <laughs> so um yeah, movies. Wow. Boy, this is why we used to have a movie podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what is next on the newsstand, Graham? Oh yeah. Next up, um even better news. Uh oh, like the Hedgehog Energy Drink is coming in August. <laughs> uh g fuel that's right g fuel and sega they've announced sonic's peach rings that sounds vaguely sexual um mm-hmm. yeah um do you guys have I, i'm sure it's an american company but do you guys have ann summers out there what what is it ann summers 
and Summers. maybe you don't maybe it's an english company i don't know maybe. Uh, it's like a it's like a lingerie shop but they do sell sort of sex toys and stuff oh and summers okay i thought yeah. it was one word together so it's like a name like victoria yeah and like victoria's secret. secret but yeah um yeah and summers i don't think so oh, unless I, i'm just I really oblivious to that stuff <laughs> um uh, let's take a look here and see where this is based oh no yeah it's uh it's a British oh, multi. Okay. What well, says multinational retailer? Oh, multinational, not international. Um, stores in the UK, Ireland, and Channel Islands. So not really over here. Yeah, fair enough. There we go. Um, yeah, they basically sell lingerie and sex toys. Uh, so yeah, I've... <laughs> joke joke has not landed. Basically, I was going to say it sounds like something you buy for Anne Summers. Um, okay. Yeah, peach rings. peach rings. Wow. Well, um, do you not have that candy over there? The peach rings oh wait that it's might... like those gummy if you just if you literally google yeah. peach rings um i used to eat those all the time because i they uh the first time and the only place oh, i really saw them because yeah. i never seeked them out i always saw them at blockbusters so when i would go to rent a game i would usually grab an impulse buy a bag of peach rings um but i ate so much candy as a kid that i do have bad teeth now so i legit cannot eat these because they hurt my mouth mm. so yeah, yeah. So I think that's what they were yeah, going we, for. They were trying to find the closest thing to like, well, we're not going to make Sonic onion rings, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, oh, sorry. I was going to say, I, I think these the are sort of sweets or candy. Uh, mm -hmm. We call them sweets over here, but they, yeah, we do have those, but I don't think they're like that popular that people would really go, oh, peach rings, that's totally a thing. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know. No, that's perfectly um, fine. So... Wow. But uh, this thing is so, – so G Fuel is something that I'm not sure if it's only really in America. It looks like it's New York-based. Um, but they do sell, like, energy formula or whatever. So you can buy these packets. The most recent flavor that came out, my buddy Lee told me about, and I didn't believe it, is Moon Pie. Do you have Moon Pies over there? No. Moon Pie is basically a – I've heard of them, though, from American – Okay, so you know what they are, though. Uh, it, it's like it's like oh. if you if it's like if you took a s'more, but the graham cracker was kind of more cookie than it was cracker, and then dipped it all in chocolate. Um, okay, yeah. So we have something over here called wagon wheels, which are the same, basically, by, by looking at this picture. All right, we could seriously have a uh, a segment of is it is it British or not or something like that? Or is it American or not? Where you just throw out terms like wagon wheel and fish and chips or something. And we could like go back and forth, like me, Chris and you and be like, no, like yes or no to if it's British or not or something. <laughs> we could totally do wow. that. I'm going to talk to Chris. We're going to create this segment. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I always thought wagon wheels are American, but no, they're English. <laughs> Yeah, so like, so the uh, what I was getting at though is like G Fuel for some reason created a moon pie flavor, but they have these mixes, so it's it's powders and stuff that you can um, put together the ingredients and make your own energy drinks. Essentially, they're also doing that with a collector's box of the Sonic G Fuel gamer drink mm. garbage stuff. You want to you want to read that quality tweet that Michael Cis Cisneros Cisneros? You can. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> Cisneros. Okay, anyway. Sure. Um, we're ecstatic to partner with such a big and such an, sorry, 
my God, I, I, I'll start again. But I don't, don't We're excited to partner with such an established energy drink company in the gaming community to bring Sonic's peach rings to market. Mm. Sonic the Hedgehog has always been a character that embodies uh, perseverance and endurance, which are the qualities that, wait, which are qualities that are central to G Fuel's products. We can't wait for Sonic fans to enjoy it. Yeah. Dun, Kids of all dun, ages dun. will enjoy energy drinks that get their heart pumping way faster than it should. Ooh, yeah. I see there's a, sh- a zero sugar version. Oh, great. And I might actually my bra- try that. My brain, my brain says, what's the point, to be honest? Like, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like um, energy drinks need sugar. I, 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 I'm not a fan of zero sugar drinks anyway. I think there's something wrong with that. <laughs> gotcha. No, uh, I, I can't. Yeah. Um, uh, finals in college got me into five-hour energy drinks, those little five-hour shots and other things that I oh, yeah. got into a bad routine of, like, when I used to work at GameStop, my morning, my breakfast was uh, swing by the gas station, get a parfait, and a and a Rockstar energy drink, sugar-free, because I couldn't handle the sugar. Um, mm-hmm. Like, that would hurt my teeth again. So so I used to be real bad with energy drinks, like at least two a day. Um, oh, wow. So I will try the sugar-free one if I can find mm-hmm. it. Um, God, I have a feeling I'm going to have to pre-order one of these just because it's Sonic. It'll probably sell <laughs> out, you know? Did really you, is it just going to be like a limited run edition thing, or do you reckon they'll actually be in shops for a while? If people uh, buy it enough of it, they'll be a thing, become the new Coca Cola. Probably not. But. There's a 12. Okay, Sonic Peach Rings 4 pack. Um, it says launches August 2020, ships US only. Ah, oh, God damn it. I'm going to have to just join the wait list because that's literally the only information they give you on the site here. They have a shaker cup. They have a serving tub. I don't see anything about sugar food. I don't know if it'll be limited. I'm not. It, it doesn't really. Not yeah. that we didn't report well on it. It just does not say that anywhere. Whatever. I'm joining the mailing list. Oh yeah. People. <laughs> you can keep us updated each week. Like yes. my Dreamcast updates. You can give us an update on G Fuel. Perfect. Sonic Peach Rings. Perfect. Love it uh yeah so uh, moving on mm-hmm. there is a new persona fighting game in the works uh so blaze blue director toshi oh i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher her name again toshimichi mori uh has confirmed that a sequel to 2012's persona 4 arena is currently in the works um so yeah they're talking with inter- uh talking in an interview with kotaku he discussed the game design that went into developing uh blaze blue cross tag battle um but yeah basically the new persona fighting game in the works um any thoughts on that any feelings towards that because i personally i've not really played any of the persona games so this to me is yeah <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not surprising at all um because they did persona 4 arena like they said and each persona game has kind of become its own series um and we'll mention mm-hmm. that again in the survey discussion but uh they and persona 4 golden arguably the complete edition of that game recently released on pc was only on vita before um so that's worth mentioning for everybody like myself who bought a playstation tv because they can't play jrpgs on their handheld like me um but yeah it's not surprising at all that there's going to be a persona 5 fighting game because 5 did really well and 5 i feel like 4 brought it to the masses but i think 5 did more so with its different upbeat jazzy aesthetic and marketing, I feel. Right. Um, so I definitely think it's on more people's radar um, than for definitely more than one, two, or three. One, two, and three were kind of darker games. Uh, one and two, especially, mm-hmm. like 
revolving around suicide and stuff like that. Um, but so this isn't surprising. And like it says there, it's uh, probably not surprising the fans, but pretty cool that it is happening, um, being made by some good people too. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting, and the Persephone Persona 4 and 5 did uh, enlighten me. I was like, ooh, these games do look fun, but I didn't have the console to play them on, for one thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, didn't. I, I did get, they did. A, it wasn't a spin-off as such, but there was a game they released on the Vita by the same team, I believe, or the same director, at least, um, which had a very similar ideas, but it was not a very fun game. I, I actually reviewed it for the magazine when we did the digital versions, and I can't remember what it was now. Oh, oh. Uh, was that one of the Ten Megami, the Shin Megami no, Tensei or something? No, it, it was like a brand new franchise, if you want to call it that, um, which was, was set in like Atlas? a small... Yeah, it's still Sega and still Atlas, and it's Atlas. the same director who made the Persona games, and I just genuinely cannot remember what it was called now. Um, but it, it, start, it had great ideas, good... good general idea for story i guess but it just did not work out well it became very boring it's just like ugh, you know um yeah so yeah i'm not i i can't remember i genuinely can't remember what it's called now i can't i'm trying to google it as as we speak but i can't cannot seem to find it that's okay uh, i'm trying to find it as well yeah. don't really have yeah stuff. okay let's, let's move on um we can we can basically edit all of that out for the yep that's for fine. the show um but yeah. Along with Atlas, I'll just take this one real quick because there's not much to say about it. But there was a new trailer for Catherine Full Body um, on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, so that's coming out July 7th. Uh, the trailer was titled Puzzling Hearts. Uh, you can check it out on megavisionsmag.com or your local YouTube areas. Um, but yeah, that's coming out on the Switch. So that's pretty cool. I believe we're going to have a review on that on the site. Um, I enjoyed the Catherine game and the story. I honestly was getting tired of the levels I couldn't beat, so I looked at a YouTube walkthrough and be like, pause, where did I put this block? Okay, there, unpause, put that nah. block there. Because the last two levels are actually randomized. Um, and uh, But it, it's still, it's a cool game. It's a puzzle game. You might not like those if you haven't tried them yet, Grams. You said you're not into puzzles, but um, I like the story and yeah, stuff. So. I even, these games coming out and like seeing the 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 um, the box art and stuff and looking at the back going this literally makes no sense to me i have no idea what type of game this is and oh. i just never even looked into it and then i saw this trailer for the switch i was like that looks interesting i might actually try and play that it's um, cool it has i mean yeah in the style of atlas games like the persona series there's essentially two types of gameplay because there's the the oh the 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 world where you're vincent and you are awake and you're walking around his bar that he frequents and hanging out with the patrons and his buddies and talking to them and like advancing the plot, so to speak. Um, and there is a little mini game you can play in the bar in an arcade, which is basically just the puzzle portion of the game. But then when Vincent goes to sleep, he's in this nightmare world that is the, the uh, blocked puzzle parts where he's trying to climb for his life to the top. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's a cool idea. I, I very much enjoyed the first one. Um, I'll get full body eventually, but I, I feel weird. It's not a full new game. It's like a plus version or whatever. So I feel weird paying much more. I don't know. I got to warrant the price somehow, but yeah. Mm. Um, but that's coming out, tying into Atlas. So what do we got next? What have we got next? So uh, should we go on to the breaking news or do you want to um... talk about the more discussion-y thing? 
we can do the breaking news first, I think. Would okay. be better. So, break, so breaking news, this basically popped up just before we started um, recording the show. Um, so um, as, uh, this was actually announced uh, last year, but no details were really released. Um, Herzog Zwei, um, which is uh, is being re-released on the Nintendo Switch as part of the Sega Ages uh, packages. Um, so uh, Herzog Zwei is actually the sequel to the Herzog games. And Herzog Zwei was released on the Mega Drive slash Genesis back in the day. Um, and if you don't know, it's actually the original Herzog game is considered to be possibly the first real-time strategy game. Um, oh, so before like that. Command and Conquer and stuff like that, this was like the original. It's a little bit different to Command and Conquer and stuff, but kind of very similar. So um, hmm. effectively, you take control of this kind of... It's like, as far as I know from it, you're like a sort of kind of plain thing that can turn into a mech, and you start off in one base, okay. and the objective of the game is to basically take over and destroy the enemy's base. And on the map, there are uh, neutral bases, and you basically have um, resources and supplies, like other weapons and um, troops, as it were, um, that you can kind of command. And the idea is you've got to make your way across the map, taking over the neutral bases, destroying other enemies and stuff. Um, so you're not rebuilding really bases as such, but you're trying to take over and expand your territory. So you occupy these other bases. Um, and yeah, Parry the Earthhog's Wire is actually a really cool game. There's a two player sort of mode as well. Um, yeah. Um, so kind of cool. Um, I'm kind of interested. It's one of those games that you don't really hear much about. I mean, I know of it, but I've never actually played it. Um, yeah, neither have um, I. I. I thought it was a shmup. Yeah, it's not. That's the thing. The actual screenshots make it look a lot like a shooting up, but it's not. Um, but it's uh, it's coming out. I think it's only been announced for Japan, but hopefully, considering the other Sega Ages have come out on Switch uh, in in uh, the West. Um, this should do as well so it's um oh I yeah think it, was, announced okay. it. It, it was called just air zogs by initially like this isn't the second one no this is the second one oh uh there's herzog and there's herzog's why herzog wasn't was, wasn't released on a sega system at all as far as I oh remember. okay i'm sorry Vi i thought was. you were saying this was like the sequel to the genesis game oh no no, no sorry this is this is this so it's a sega ages game yeah. um so it is um yeah, yeah it's a it looks like this goes for a pretty penny game. too so this might be the way to play it because loose i'm looking at it mm. for 34 bucks and completes almost 80 dollars us so wow yeah that's a decent decent crack the, the box art um, is very misleading too because it's like from it looks like it's an afterburner clone or something because it's like behind a yeah. fighter jet shooting at mechs yeah but it's not um yeah, and it predates like June two as well, which is also like one of the early strategy games and stuff. Um, mm. It's made by Technosoft, who do the Thun the mm. Thunder Force series. Mm -hmm. um, so again, another reason why you might think it's kind of a shoot 'em up or something. Um, yeah. Like a. So yeah, it's yeah pretty cool. cool. Um, uh, so yeah, I really want to play it. Um, it's coming out, yeah, on the Switch for they've set it for nine hundred ninety nine yen. I have no idea how much that is. I assume it's similar price to all the other ones. Uh, uh, like 10 bucks. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure that's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't actually see a date, actually, even though they say they have announced the date. But I can't actually see the date now. That's uh, annoying. But they've got, they've launched, Sega has actually launched a website for it, uh, which is good because they didn't actually have a website live at the time. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Exciting. Yeah, I don't see a. Okay, I translated the page. 
It just says coming soon on the Japanese site. Okay, well that that'll do. That'll do. But yeah, they've released a load of um, screenshots and stuff, and they've actually added um, sort of side panels, like um, with a kind of oh, like a yeah. radar map type thing and stuff. Wow. So that's that's the second yeah. ages releases on Switch have been really good for adding quality of life hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, just makes it makes the games a little bit more manageable, and also makes use of the side bits of the screen, which would be black otherwise, which is, yeah. makes sense to me. Easier really to good. digest, like the Fantasy Star version they have on there. Oh, so much better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's one bit of breaking news. That's cool. Um, and another bit is uh, a couple of Sonic games have been announced for Sage 2020. Um, if you don't know, Sage uh, has been an ongoing thing for years now. It's called the Sonic Amateur Games Expo, where indie kind of coders and you know, sega fans make their own sonic games or hack sonic games as well uh there's been a lot more original sonic games i'd say um i've seen i haven't played them all because there's actually hundreds now um but a couple the couple that they've, they've sort of teased for stage 2020 one is virtual sonic which has you running around in a virtuality kind of sonic game yeah um, that looks crazy sonic, yeah and you see sonic's like disembodied glove hands like walking moving in front of you they're Um, gigantic they're like laughably large yeah it looks kind of cool though visually i think it looks pretty solid like yeah um what's funny is i mentioned that i played sonic jam or sonic world through there and one of the videos in there is like a, a sonic um kind of a sonic ride that never came to be and it, it goes into mm. a first-person view of him, like, running through loops and fighting bad guys yes. and stuff. So that's what this reminded me of. Yes, it does look a lot like that, actually. Yeah, yeah. I love that thing that on, on Sonic Jam. Um, oh, yeah, uh, yeah this is pretty cool. And, it, I so, mean, those, those, like, hand... Even though it looks awkward to move your hands in front of you, that helps people not throw up, essentially, in VR. Like, yeah. It gives them a uh, I, reference and stuff. I played a VR which was as first-person, but it didn't have any didn't have a gun or anything like that you're just walking around exploring world and i did get genuinely uh travel sick from it like seasick um it was i had to take the headset off i started getting really hot and really sweaty i was just like oh i am going to vomit (laughs) i I was like whoa yeah um yeah that was not good that was not a fun experience so what is the shadow thing though this looks legitimately ah yes so the other the other game they've sort of teased is um called sonic 2020 episode shadow of water and it looks really cool. It's a um, 3D platformer, kind of, kind of in the same vein as mo- most modern Sonic games. Mm-hmm. Um, visually, it looks stunning. I think, like, in, the virtual game looks really good as well. But like, yeah, both of these amazing. look like they could be released on current gen consoles. Yes, they they do genuinely. Look, it looks like like the Shadow game looks like it is a legitimate Sega made game to me. Um, if if you hadn't, if I didn't know this was a fan game, I would have thought. Holy shit! Sega's released a Shadow game, because um, yeah, yeah. If these were Nintendo games, they'd have to worry about Nintendo taking them down because they look like they're legit releases. Yeah, but it's, is he it's using really Chaos cool. Control for switches and stuff? Is that what's going on in this? It kind of looks like that. I'm not entirely sure. I've 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 seen some of. I've sat through some of the gameplay and then skipped through some of it. Um, it looks gorgeous though. Like some of the levels and the level design looks really good. It looks. The thing I like about it is it's not just running forward all the time. There's like actual Holy proper crap. platforming in it, which you don't are... really get too much. Yeah, and there are actual cutscenes in this too. Yeah, that's this the other thing. Nuts. Yeah, they've actually got voice acting and 
Yeah, and it has basically it features Shadow infiltrating a fortified gun military complex. Um, okay. Yeah. Yep. That that's kind of like the right. general gist of what we've been told about it. I mean, it so I cool. I hate Shadow, um, but this looks very impressive, especially for mm. a fan made thing. And and this is what needs to happen because you know the internet will tell us we we're we're never going to get the Sonic game we want. So whatever. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking at this boss battle now. I mean, it looks like what should have happened after Adventure Two, essentially, instead yeah. of Sonic Heroes and stuff. Yeah, so. definitely. It's this looks really good. And if if you if any guys listening haven't really heard of Sage or anything, check out the website. Um, it's it's actually really cool. Um, it's it's Sonic. Actually, is it is it run by Sonic fans? Yes, yeah, Sonic Fan Games so. HQ dot com um, forward slash Sage slash. I'm sure we can put a link in the in the description. It's really cool. There's some really good games, and I was actually this looking at this reminded me of a few games I actually played recently. Um, actually, one that I played quite a while ago, uh, which we covered in the magazine in the digital issue, is called Sonic Utopia. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, the full open, not open world, but like full 3D Sonic game, right? Yeah, it's like a full 3D. It's, it's, it was more of a demo of how a game, a Sonic game could look uh, based on Green Hill Zone, made into 3D, and that game was awesome. They got the physics, ju- well, personally, I felt the physics were just right, and the gameplay was really cool. Like, Sonic would, if you bounced off an enemy, Sonic would bounce like he would normally um sorry listeners i just clicked on a trailer and apparently it wasn't a youtube video so the volume was at the max can you say that again graham um yeah it's uh, so yeah the the physics in the game felt very similar to what the original sonic games were so when you if you would jump there was a jump on an enemy you'd bounce off like a pinball um so it mm-hmm. felt more like you, you, if you lined up just right you could bounce off multiple enemies without having to use a lock-on attack or anything um in fact from memory i don't think the game even had a proper lock-on attack so it was really mm-hmm. cool I was, I was just beautiful to like play as well and there's like hidden areas and stuff um, right on also also from the sage website just a couple of games i want to throw out there there's one called sonic robo blast 2 yes. which is built on the original doom engine i don't know have you played that one um i've no that that I would argue is one of the more uh, popular Sonic fan-made games. That if you, it's a fifty-fifty shot, you'll be like, oh, you'll get the reaction of what's that, or you'll get the reaction of, dude, that game is awesome. You know, mm. is what yeah. I've learned anyway. Um, but yeah, it's very impressive what people have done with that. Yeah, they've been working on it for years, but they, I, I recently came back to it and saw that there's some updates of quite recent updates. Like they've got new, you can download mods and stuff or. Like, like, because uh, it relates to the Sonic Jam that you're talking about, you can get like the Sonic Jam slash Sonic R style characters put in the game instead. Because oh, it was yeah. mm-hmm. using sprites originally for the characters, so it's pretty cool. Right. And another game from last year was Sonic Explorers. Um, oh, okay, I don't know that one. That is really cool. Um, visually, it looks really good. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's one of those ones that you can the controls you can kind of feel like tell like it's not quite a legitimate Sonic game. But at the same time, it controls really well. Okay. And the objective of the game is you, you basically run around this island picking up these crystal things, which you have um, you run through these gates, which give you a time limit to pick up these crystals in. And there's enemies around and stuff. And it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a full 3D open thing. You can walk in, you can go anywhere you want. You can go in any order you want as well. And I just thought it was really cool. You can download it. It's free. It's on there. Um, Sonic Explorers. Yeah. Okay. Really good fun. Nice. Yeah, another, really uh, well. another one I want to toss out to people, uh, we reported on it back in February, was Sonic Freedom, 
um, which is a project Ooh. that it is it's a it's a 2D Sonic game, but it's done in the style of the cutscenes of Sonic CD. Uh, so Ooh. it's that animation style. It kind of looks Toei and to Toei T O E I, however you say that Toei inspired art style. Um, but that one I... looks really cool. Like he's doing the super okay. figure eight peel out and stuff. Uh, um, cool. Yeah. So it's uh, did you look at it? I can. So where to go now? Let's see here. Yeah, there you go, Graham. Take uh, uh, click on that. Okay. Um, yeah, it looks like the artwork from Sonic CD, but people wow, made a game out of it. Wow, that looks gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, this is like, this is what um, results in Sonic. This is how Sonic Mania came to existence. Was mm. fan games like these were getting made, and Sega was like, "Whoa, we fucked up with Sonic 4." We should hire some of these people, you know. It's it's that classic story of like the FBI hires the uh, uh, fucking hacker or whatever from yeah. Die Hard. I don't even know. Like this guy hacked into the Pentagon. Let's bring him on our team to fight the communists or something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's that's how Sonic games get made. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. So keep an eye on mm. Sage Twenty Twenty. It's always been an online convention, hasn't it? Sort of thing expo yeah I, I don't think there's ever been a physical one it's right. always been online and, and it's really cool you see some really good stuff going out of it um yeah. some of it's a bit out there a bit a bit weird some of it is just like tech demos and mm -hmm. it's not always necessarily a sonic per se there's i had like knights games for example oh so kind of semi-related to sonic there's sonic team who made knights but um so yeah i've seen and there's also uh do you remember rodeo's i can't remember what it's called rodeo the, the um, sky soldier that's the one yeah someone actually made a uh, fan game of that as well which is on there because again it kind of has loose ties to to sonic as well yeah um, i didn't know that i don't have to look that up so that's a better night yeah. sequel than journey of dreams in my opinion <laughs> i never actually played that game it's uh i played journey of dreams i never played rodeo though it's um, good i so... recommend the 3ds version that was released on the wii it's confusing and i can explain it to you later on the 3ds version released on, was it released it got, in the wii U i'm not sure how it got released in the uk but in the us it got a 3ds version and it got a wii u version that had a wii mm -hmm. version packaged with it but the wii version is better than the wii u version and i think right. the wii yes, version I've is a 3ds it. port or something oh okay That's, yeah okay wow i'm gonna have to look into that um maybe i'll it's find good. it up it's 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 qual it's the only reason i would turn on a wii u anytime soon um yeah. Hey oh, but yeah. So we've been talking a while, but we're gonna keep talking because we've got this thing to discuss that Sega did. Uh, Sega did a survey. Sega launched a survey on Twitter, um, not for all regions of the world for some reason. Um, I know Canada was excluded. I'm not sure who else, uh, but I took it. Uh, Graham, you said you took it as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it, um, what it was. Let me bring up our article about it here exactly. Oh, internet. Okay. Um, it literally, Sega sent out a tweet that said, we want to hear your thoughts. Take our player survey at the link below. So it's Sega and Atlas stuff, um, but there's a handful of questions about the subscription services like PlayStation Now, Xbox Gold Pass, or Game Pass, whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm. And it's extensive. Because uh, you, it asks you, which series do you recognize? I clicked on every single Sega thing, but then from there, it's it's it'll say, like, do you 
are you a fan of this? Do you love this? Do you dislike this series? And then it goes from there asking, like, would you want a sequel? Would you buy this if it was re-released? Would you buy DLC for this? Would you buy a digital version of this um, for <laughs> any game that you say that you're the least bit familiar with? Um, what I, uh, I'll mention real quick, and then we can kind of get more into it, the Persona stuff. It asks you, do you are you familiar with the Persona 3 series, Persona 4 series, Persona 5 series? Because, yeah, there's rhythm games, fighting games, and the main JRPGs of those, and they get animated amongst all other things. So I just thought that was interesting and yeah. ridiculous that <laughs> he referred to each game as a series. Um, so, yeah, you took it. How did you feel you answered? What did you feel like you told Sega, Graham? Um... <laughs> Um, I told them the truth. I, 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 I told them I'd heard of basically all the Sega stuff, uh, cause I yeah. had, um, some of it, I was like, yeah, I'm interested in seeing this. Uh, and most of, I think most of it, I was like, yes, I am very interested in this. There was, because there were, when the questions about like, um, regarding DLC, there's a couple of different DLC ones, like, uh, game add-ons or like costume packs or something oh, like that. As far as yeah, I cosmetic or they said something else. I forget. Oh, yeah, cosmetic updates. Like, would you buy this if there's a cosmetic update? And stuff. Right. So for those ones, I was like, don't really care. Like, if it's a remake or a re-release, I will buy. But yeah, so I. Yeah, that was I, weird. I, honest, I can't even. I can't even really fully remember. I kind of answered vaguely similar on all the games, okay. uh, except for Pio because I don't care about those games so i actually said i don't care like <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. As, as, as i mentioned earlier i'm not i don't right? if they don't exist anymore it won't be the end of my world that's so, perfectly fine yeah I, yeah I feel like what i told them because they asked about every sake of franchise that's had a game basically in the past whatever um and I, I feel like what I told them is that I would buy or digest or consume anything related to House of the Dead and Crazy Taxi. The other stuff I was kind of <laughs> lukewarm on at this point. Um, okay. And and part of that was like they they re-released, uh, they did that Super Monkey Ball HD remix or whatever, and they picked like the worst Monkey Ball game, and then they charged forty bucks for it for a re-release of a game that was just out on the Wii, just last generation. Like, don't do that. Mm. No one should pay forty bucks for a game that they can find for ten dollars on the Wii right now. Um, yeah. But they, um, what else was in there that I was going to mention? I forget now. Well, I do have a controversial opinion. I actually Uh-oh. really enjoyed the Wii game. Oh, that's fine, I... but it's genuinely just like... thought it was a fun game. <laughs> okay, I like the one on GameCube better. Uh, I, I liked other Super Monkey Balls better than that one, I guess. Um, okay. I, I thought the jumping function they added to it. Uh, I don't even remember. They didn't, you, they didn't have a jumping like function in me. the other one. Yeah, okay. I had to review it for Sega Nerds back in the day. And oh, okay. I was like, I'm really... And I quite actually liked the Wii controls because it was motion controlled. So I actually quite Yeah, that was it. one of the few that worked out kind of better. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do like the GameCube ones of, as well. And I actually really dug Monkey Ball Adventure. Did you ever play that? Mm, I don't think I did. It was like released on, on? It was, I think it was released on Xbox, PlayStation 2, PSP, like basically oh. the main platforms at the time. Uh, and GameCube as well, I assume it was on GameCube. Yeah, it looks like yeah. it was. Oh, it was by, developed by Traveler's Tales. Interesting. It, yeah, it's, it's just a solid. Basically, you are it's a, sort of like a three D platform puzzle game. Oh, and you're playing as the monkey ball characters, but you don't tilt the world anymore. It's it's like a standard hmm. platforming kind of game, and I I thought it was really fun. I thought it was a very solid platform adventure game, and 
apparently nobody bought it uh <laughs> i don't know why yeah <laughs> that's mm. interesting uh i might have yeah. to check that out um yeah but it also asks like would you basically want remakes and all this other stuff and and re um let's see here do you say about remasters now. or remasters may re-releases uh yeah like what do we want sequels and stuff like that it was interesting um oh i i got a a certain sense of pride because it asked like where did you first hear about these certain properties and some of them i could legitimately answer like super monkey ball i could say i first learned of it from a magazine because i did <laughs> like <laughs> old stuff like that like probably house of the dead as well um but it was just uh, and, and they didn't have a separate, you know, you would, you would, you would check off the the tick next to that of which one, where did you hear of it from? But magazine I put under other because yeah, that's what it was. But I, and I felt good and I felt old saying I heard about this from a magazine first. That's uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was a lot of yeah, Sega and Atlas stuff. A lot of questions basically gauging, and who knows what they're going to actually use this for because there were questions all over the place but it didn't really i don't know there's so many ips they could they could snag from they could use to just re-release these things that it's just crazy so we could go back to uh let's see here ichabod brain's question did you all fill out the surveys what question did you answer and how'd you answer them we sort of answered that already um just saying like i want more crazy taxi i guess and house of the dead (laughs) um they didn't ask about, like, did they ask about Skies of Arcadia? I don't even remember now. No, I don't think they did. I think there's one game that didn't. They asked about Valkyria Chronicles, as far as I remember. Right. So basically Renegade stuff that's had and... releases on recent consoles. Yeah. Yakuza, I think, was on there. Yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. it was basically a lot of their ones. They didn't really mention their PC stuff. I don't remember them entering Football Manager or Total War. So I don't remember that either. Yeah. Do they remember that? Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, oh, Streets of Rage. They, they made, that was another thing that, that stuck out to me. They said, have you heard of the Streets of Rage franchise? Have you heard of the Streets of Rage 4 franchise? So they, oh, they labeled okay. Streets of Rage 4 as a different franchise, effectively, which I thought was a bit interesting. So, yeah. Um, Apparently, I can take this survey again. Yeah, it'll just let me take oh, it again. That's weird. Fantastic. Uh, I'm not going to sit through this right now, though, because it was a long. It was like 15 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's a decent length survey. Because, yeah, when I picked it up, I was like, oh, I could answer this in like, 20 seconds no <laughs> no not at all yeah. and uh, unless i guess if you say you don't recognize any of those games you'll probably go oh thank you bye yeah and it would ask in-app purchase related questions like the fourth one here is which of the following is used in your household for gaming and you have purchased at least one game or in-app purchase for the game system in the last 12 months all i could click on out of this was ps3 and 4 and pc but it even had like PSP on here. It has Wii on here. But that's oh, yeah. as far back as it goes. Nintendo DS, 3DS, you know. Um, I'm not going to take the survey right now. But yeah, uh, it looks like it's still open. They don't really say how long this will be running for. So I guess go take it. Let Sega know what's up. Tell hmm. them we want Jet Set Radio again for the thousandth time or something. Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Did yeah. I mention Sega Bass as well? Sega Bass Fishing. Yeah, it was in there that. too, which that yeah. has not. It's on Steam, but it was it's, interesting. It was also released on like Xbox Live Arcade and PSN, like. Right. Oh, it's part of the Dreamcast Collection, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Yes, uh, that was an interesting uh, collection. Oh, you know what? Oh, well, did you have anything else to add to that? No, 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 okay. Nothing. Because I, I, I missed a question on Twitter. I'm so sorry. But Danny Russell asked us uh, at Caffeine Dreamer. He is the retro community manager for Sega of America. <laughs> um, but uh, cool guy. He just simply asked us, uh, "How you guys doing?" Oh, very <laughs> We're well, good, thank Danny. You. Thank you. Okay. Cheers, buddy. He's a good guy. Um, he's. Have you seen his? collection like his system his console setup and everything it's insane i have not actually he, um, do you remember in my house we have that metal shelf that was near the kitchen that had a bunch of board games on it and stuff oh yes 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 he has like that but it's set up with like crt and old security monitors and all his consoles Ooh. and stuff but multiple shelves it's kind of that deal oh, um, cool i love that crazy love it have you seen his tattoo no um from memory, I, I, I hope I'm not making this up in my head. Um, he has part of his head shaved with a tattoo, a Sega tattoo, on his head. I did not know that. He's yeah. got um, uh, he's got long hair, so I don't. I have not seen that. Holy moly! Yeah, and I believe he showed it off when he had his uh, interview with Sega. Okay, I'll have to find that. I'll have to find pictures. Of yeah, I still have to find a picture. Of it, uh, he showed he showed me the pic. I haven't seen it. I've, I've been I've met him in person and been hung out with him a couple of times. He's actually a really cool guy, but yeah, I don't think he actually showed it to me in person. But he showed me pictures of it. I typed now Danny Russell to... tattoo, but I don't think this is gonna work. I'll type <laughs> Danny Russell Sega tattoo, and that's also not working. Uh, I found a picture of the lead singer of Maroon Five. This is not gonna work. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, we'll find out. We'll we'll find it. We'll post it. If he doesn't have one, let's get him to get one. Okay, that sounds like yeah. a good idea. Um. Oh, good. I clicked on another video. Sorry, audio listeners. I say that like we have video listeners, but whatever. Um. I think that's gonna do it, though. Uh. Yeah. Go take the Sega survey. This was episode forty. Can you believe that? Wow. Slowly but Love surely, it. we're getting up there. Um, so let's talk about what we got coming up. Uh, of course, as always, you can go to megavisionsmag.com and go to the store and buy a magazine uh, or digital issues or the awesome April O'Neil pinup, I'll call it that now, I guess, uh, that was sent to only certain patrons that helped us out recently, uh, if you've been subbed for a while, uh, or you can just buy the poster on its own. It looks really great. Over 100 man hours into that thing. Um, and you can also go to patreon.com backslash megavisions, hop on there. Everything from the store and our Patreon this month goes to help out the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, uh, which is a really awesome thing, and we're happy that we can help out with that this month. Um, and uh, keep an eye on our Twitches. Uh, we're always on Twitch. Monday is always Fantasy Star Online 2 night, typically. And then Wednesdays, I've been doing the Wayback Machine with Knuckles Adventure. Thursday night throwdowns happen, or sometimes it's just a bro down if it's just me and Corey playing stuff. But we got stuff going on all the time. Um, what have you got going on, Graham? Um, honestly, nothing really. Uh, well, we are reviewing Golden Axe Beast Rider for the magazine. Uh, also doing uh, What Did I Just Play of Haunting, starring Poltergeist on the Mega Drive. Yep. Uh, 90s puns. We'll find out about that. And 
yeah beyond the oasis 2 i think i'm down to do that as well oh, okay and cool. told him that so yeah that's gonna be fun I, don't, I think that's you but that's uh yeah we're gearing up and starting the reviews and other material for the next issue so you guys have that to look forward to um just double checking making sure i didn't miss anything anywhere because sometimes things come in late oh uh, fun fact, the picture that I put out the listener question re- request to is totally in my kitchen. It's the old Sonic Energy drink and then the dumb gamer drink thing, like the, uh, what's it called? I think it's just called Gamer, actually. Um, oh, that is a Sega tattoo, all right. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, and, but wait, there's more. What? There is? is? That's definitely Danny so, yeah, Russell. I just found Dan- Danny Russell on oh Instagram. I just found God. the pictures of his tattoo. Z- he has one on his uh, right side of his head, which yep. is Sega, the Sega logo. And on the left side of his head now is uh, the Japanese Mega Drive logo. Damn. Which is awesome. Well, he's got me yeah. beat. I was going <laughs> to get the four controllers across my chest, like the Master System Genesis, Saturn, and Dreamcast controller, but he, he wins. Yeah, he wow. wins the Sega fan prize. These are insane, and I'm going to show these to Rachel later. Uh, cool. Yeah, maybe we'll maybe I'll throw uh, links to those up. We're going to have a lot of links in this episode description. But that's going to do it for us, everybody. We are up, mm-hmm. over, and gone. See ya. See ya. Whoop, whoop. It's my turn. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife.